0: the night.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. I wanted to do a video today about relational blind spots as they relate to our childhood trauma. These blind spots come up in all kinds of relationships, romantic partnerships, friendships, family, even relationships with with coworkers. And what do I mean by a relational blind spot is simply meaning that the way that we relate to people. When we grow up in abuse and when we grow up in childhood trauma, we grow up into adults who struggle with having some tunnel vision in the way that we perceive ourselves and the way that we perceive others. We don't see the whole picture. The most common one that I think of for trauma survivors, and I'm sure you guys will relate to this, is simply um, choosing bad partners simply because they express interest in us. Um, It's almost like the concept of love bombing or something like that, that the tunnel vision is about not seeing the whole picture or who the whole person is because our inner child is desperate to be accepted or desperate to be in a relationship. And that, sort of that inner child, you know, those issues, they overdrive our built-in self-protection radar that got damaged in childhood. And we can't really sort of, that radar is there to really determine whether somebody is healthy for us or not. So we gotta get that radar back online and this video is gonna be kind of a component of that. If you struggle with all that stuff, you can check out a video that I did about dating um, sort of with having been raised in childhood trauma and you can find the video either up here or up there. And I'm gonna be getting into that very specific issue later in the video about choosing bad people. we also have other types of different blind spots that I'm also gonna be covering as well. There are there are three of them in this video. If you're new to me or new to the channel, welcome. I'm Patrick Tian, I'm a licensed clinical therapist specializing in childhood trauma and the abusive family system. If you like this video at the end, you can hit some buttons on the screen. You can't miss with any of the buttons. If you find that these videos are helpful to you and your recovery, you can support the work that goes into this channel over at my Patreon. And I don't have any third parties um, like sort of like promotions or anything like that from other sort of companies on this, on this channel. Cause I find it mucks things up for the viewer and I don't do any merch or any of that jazz. So that being said, you can also check out my website and find childhood trauma therapy e-course work. If you're interested in doing that, there's a link to that in the little bubble up here and that my you can also connect with me via my website you can also connect with me via my instagram and you can also connect with me via tiktok and i'll have all the links in the description below in this video so here we go i'm going to talk about three types of relational blind spots that childhood trauma survivors have i see this a lot in my practice i see this a lot in my own recovery and i'm going to be going over through the following items for each of those three that I'll be talking about. If you wanna take some notes or prep your journal in some way, here are the four items that I'm gonna get into. What the blind spot looks like, no pun intended. <laughs> so it's a blind spot, how would you know? Um, that's the first one. The second one, why it's not good for you. The third one is why you struggle with it, like getting into some family history ideas. And also the fourth one is how to work on that issue. So let's dive into it. The first one on the list related to what I said earlier is not fully recognizing toxicity in others as a blind spot. This one does not just apply to romantic partnerships. It can be bosses, friends, coworkers, even family, even strangers um like it like the mailman or the person who cuts your hair before doing my tra- my childhood trauma work i was somehow always the last person to know that a co-worker was either really super sketchy or abusive to other people or something like that or even i was always the last to know in my friend circles that someone was sort of acting out and when i'd find out I'd be like baffled at that reality, meaning that it was a sign that I missed major things about people um, up front when other people would catch it. What this blind spot looks like, it looks like um, you're dating someone and at five months or even after the first year or something like that, like, oops, they have a sex addiction oops they never have really fully broken up with their ex or oops they have massive secrets and I'm not blaming you as these are these examples are being in a relationship with someone who's incredibly dishonest but I have clients when they're in that I have them reflect back on how the relationship started what were those dynamics about how the relationship started to explore any Many any missed red flags that could have been prevalent to them that because they were in their inner child at the time, they missed. So this is what this blind spot is about. Other examples, let's just say you have a difficult boss or a difficult coworker, but you struggle with knowing where the line is uh, about is it really that toxic? Like the boss can be awful or really off, but you never quite know if it's healthy unless someone says like, oh my god, you know, your boss sounds like a nightmare. Um, And why can they see it so clearly up front when we can't? How can they make that judgment on unhealthy behavior so easily when you can't? You might have a friend who is super moody or...
2: Huh. Yeah. The voice of reason returns to KPLA with yet another incendiary conversation. Listen, man, this is a conversation a lot of people don't like to have because a lot of people are are just not in a space to look at themselves, right? They're afraid to look at themselves. So the blind spot tends to be on autopilot, just in the background wreaking havoc. Tonight's topic. What are your relationship blind spots? What are your relationship blind spots? How to see what you're not seeing. The reason why this topic is so profound and so powerful, as with other topics that I do, it intertwines into other conversations that we've had. You guys hear me talk about this all the time. Relationship is a mirror. Huh? Relationship is a mirror. And the mirrored relationships that we get into are designed to expose your blind spots. Oh, Lord. You can't see me. <laughs> what are your relationship blind spots and how to see what you're not seeing? True or false? We only go blind information that is troubling so frightening or so oppressed to what we believe that to absorb it would shatter our view of ourselves and the world see how the ego protects itself the ego wants to stay alive so any information that we perceive or define as troubling or frightening Or in opposition to our core beliefs, we reject it. We we don't want our our world view of ourselves or our view of ourselves and the world shattered. On the other hand, becoming fully conscious of our perceptions, simply feeling what we feel and knowing what we know is the very definition of awakening. Let me tell you something. The old way you've been taught, right, it leads to repetition. You can't learn nothing new from the old way. Listen, you can't learn nothing new from the old way. If you want to awaken, you have to get outside of your known. And it's hard to get outside of your known when you coddle the toxicity that you've come to know, that you've come to rely on, that has become your safety net. Because contrary to popular belief, most people come out of a somewhat dysfunctional situation. Even the situation people say, no, nah, I got two parents and they were there. And da, da, da. Listen, everybody is a work in progress. Everybody has issues. Ah. When you ask your significant other for help, what do you usually ask for? What are you afraid to know about yourself, blind spot? What is self awareness and why should you care? Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Regarding. Your intimate relationship with your significant other. What are you most likely wrong about? When we come forward, the voice of reason is opening up the phone lines. I want to talk to you. Talk to me. Call me and let me know what you think your blind spot is. Do you continuously date the same person over and over and over again? What are you missing? Clearly, I've got a lot to talk about
3: reason The reasons that we're here. The reasons that we fear. Our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe
0: Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Brothers and sisters
2: from all over the country, The Voice of Reason. The place where you find difficult conversations about relationship. Come on, y'all. Let's get busy. We're talking about blind spots in relationships today. Of course, that was Ray Charles. No pun intended. (laughs) My playlist is my co-host. Listen, we want to have a real conversation tonight. A non-judgmental space. Get in here and tell me what you think your blind spot is. Call me, 1-800-920-1580. Agree or disagree, we all have blind spots. These are those sneaky and pesky places where you don't see yourself With clarity. A lot of people don't like to reveal this type of stuff about themselves. But I'm telling you relationships are spiritually designed to expose just that. Now, a blind spot in psychology. the, The definition of a blind spot in psychology is the blind spot is a defense mechanism which prevents the recognition of one's true feelings because in recognizing them all the more they would become painful and persistent right how you really feel oh that's interesting oh that is interesting ladies and gentlemen What are your blind spots? What are you afraid to feel? True or false, the holographic and reflective nature of relationship is the ultimate antidote for intrapersonal blind spots. How do you identify personal blind spots? Are you in a long-term relationship with somebody who refuses... The two of you might refuse to look for your blind spots in your interaction. Do you feel like if you uncovered the blind spots that it would ruin the relationship? Or is leaving your blind spots clandestine, working in the background, is that ruining your relationship? Ooh, let's get even deeper. Can you name what you unconditionally love and accept about yourself? Is your unacknowledged blind spot preventing you from loving and accepting yourself unconditionally? One 1580 It's about to get deep. It's about to get deep. This is about to get deep. Agree or disagree? Everyone's blind spots are different, and yet. The blind spot or spots, because there could be multiple spots, right? Wow. Everyone's blind spots are different. And yet the blind spot or spots uh, that's uh, that's yours may negatively impact your ability to lead an agile team, raise a healthy human being, (laughs) or be in a long-term relationship. How do you discover emotional blind spots? How many times have you gone through a breakup only to lament that you should have noticed the red flags from the beginning? You were blind to it, right? Sean from Oakland, California, get in here!
4: Hey, brother, so... Number one, I, you know, I'm going to acknowledge myself for a second here because your theme, Zoda, is to make sure that we understand, you know, how we take care of ourselves. And I'll tell you one thing that, and I didn't just have this my whole life. I just want to make sure that's clear. It took me many, many years to kind of develop the thing where, you know, What I really like is my resilience, my resilience in in the face of all kinds of crisis or challenges. Right. I didn't know I had it in me necessarily, but when it happened, uh, you know, things happen in life. Everyone, by the way, something's going to happen in life won't be desirable, but it's how you come out of it, how you deal with it. That matters. Right. So my blind spots. Right. My blind spots were um, not recognizing how I come out of those uh, difficulties. And, it, and mainly where, where I was making mistakes way back in the day was the fact that I thought I had to um, not acknowledge um, what was really going on. And so what I would tell people is be honest with yourself and, and, and all your flaws, all of them. Every single bit of your flaws that you know damn well what are your flaws and you and you be honest with them, then it doesn't mean you had to get rid of them tomorrow, get rid of them, you know, a week or two from now. Wait, what it means is wait, you acknowledge Sean, them.
2: Sean, I got to ask you a yeah. question. Sure. Isn't, please. It, is Is being honest with yourself the hardest person to be honest with? absolutely brother
4: there's no question but why the reason why for me you know i can only speak for myself Uh, the reason why for me is because i always had to be the rock for other people around me right or at least i perceived that i needed to be the rock around other people dealing with all kinds of other stuff right Mm -hmm. so um everyone looked up to me for this that or the other and they still do, but I, you know, I have my uncle, my uncle is my rock, but I have to tell you, um, it's, it's your internal, um, it's, it's your own dealings, you know, that I maybe didn't need to be the rock for everyone, but I felt as though I needed to be. So when things went bad, they look at me and I'm calm and cool, right? Inside, on the inside, I'm torn. I am like uh, on fire. i so, my whole everything. So
2: yeah. let's let's get even deeper. So, being the rock was really a facade and a performance you kept up.
4: Absolutely. Ooh. No, there's no doubt about that. That's being honest with myself. You know, I had to make a decision, right? Priorities and choices. How can I make this work? Now, I'm not saying I made them because I made so many mistakes, but I made some good decisions. And I think overall, I think if, if you can find it within you to kind of set an example of the best you can, um, even when things get really bad, and, and if you can just perceive, if everyone's looking at you in a bad situation, like what's going on, not that you're the fault of it or anything, they're just like, what do we do now, you know? Sometimes, you know, you do have to kind of like, hey, you know, um, not sure what to do here, but, you know, I I am the rock. You can stop right here and we can figure this out. We can problem solve. And if you can problem solve with your family, with your relationships, you know, it will go a long way um, to having a healthier relationship uh, all around.
2: One more time. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper.
4: Why? Go. Why did you
2: create the rock facade? Why did you feel the need to have to show up and be there for everybody, even when on the inside you knew, like, man, this this is probably bigger than me, probably beyond me. Was it type way of way bigger? Uh, 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 a savior complex? Go
4: deeper. Where is the uh, blind well, I mean, spot? A great, it's a great question. Um, I think it is a little bit of uh, me taking my confidence in myself to the, you know, the utmost, Uh, whether I was right or not. um, I just felt like there's no one else that's going to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no one else that's going to take this role. I'm going to take this role. And um, as fallible as I am, and all the mistakes that I know I've made and I'm still going to make even in this situation I'm the only one there doing anything mm. so it, at least you're giving it some effort my whole thing is give it some effort when you you know I think most people know when everyone's looking at you and and, and saying you know hey um what 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 next right what's next Right. You know what I mean? And and there's no perfect answer, brother, but you do the very best you can. You move forward. Man. I mean, and you take it easy on everybody. It, it, take it easy on people that you're disagreeing with because you don't want to bring everyone down. You want to lift them up. I
2: love it. Hey, Sean, we appreciate the insight. First caller of the night, Sean brought Oakland, California in the building. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at one 800 9 Hey, this topic is heavy. This topic is deep. A lot of people don't want to have these types of conversations. And I understand why. A blind spot. How did they get past my defenses? How did they get into my life? Well, you have a blind spot. Have you identified it? Where did you get it from? Did you inherit it? Is a blind spot a generational curse, i.e., a generational task? When I come forward, I'm going to Chicago. Folks want to talk in the Windy City. Clearly, they've got a lot to talk about, too on
3: fire tonight it's the voice of reason with zoe williams exclusively on kbla talk 1580
5: ladies and gentlemen friends and family
2: from all over the united states your brother Zoe williams is live on kbla talk 1580 from the heart of leimert park and we're having a heavy conversation what are your relationship blind spots Agree or disagree, most of us have uh, such psychological blind spots, which are aspects of our personalities that are obvious to everyone but us. Listen, that's one thing that has throughout my life fascinated me. I remember when I was young, very young, and I was dating a young lady. And my godmother pulled me to the side after she met her. You know, they, they communed with each other for a little while. And then after she left, the young lady, after the young lady left, my godmother came to me and said, no, 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 not for you. She's not for you. Yes, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. But some, no, 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 no. You And I was... I was just fascinated because I couldn't see what my godmother could see. And she was really, Keyshar is her name. She was like, look, I'm telling you, something is amiss. Something is off. She said, no, 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 not her, not her. And then it gets even weirder. It gets even weirder. She goes upstairs because at the time she, my godmother was a manager of an apartment building and there was a gay couple who lived on the top floor. And they chimed in from their balcony. Because <laughs> they heard my godmother telling me this is not the woman for me. And from the balcony, it was like, no, no, she right. That ain't. Mm-mm. I said, what in the world? And I couldn't see it. And do you know they were right? They were 100% right about this person. I missed everything. Then, here's another story. Happened to me uh, when I was about 34. Oh, I was dating this just gorgeous. Just incredibly gorgeous. It was one of the great loves of my life. No, I didn't listen. Every time somebody tell me, hey, this ain't for you. <laughs> I don't listen. I'm hard headed. I get it, man. I get it. So, no. So random woman. Out of you know, I was at the, I was at the poetry lounge here on Fairfax and I was dating one of the great loves of my life. I take the sister to the poetry lounge. That was one of our little hangouts. We go there on Tuesday nights, watch some poetry. It was wonderful. A random sister, poet, came up to me and said these exact words. She's gorgeous, but she's not for you. Now, I ignored her. She twenty. This poet girl was 21 years old and called herself crushing on me. So I dismissed it, but she said, no, 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 no. In all seriousness, brother, no, no, not her. No, no, not in front of her. No, 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 no. Andy is like in front of her face. No, 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 not in front of her. But she pulled me to the side and was like, yo, yeah, but nah. And I've always been fascinated. You can see what I can't see. And of course, I ignored her. And a few years later, 100% right. Proven. I had I went back to the poetry lounge four or five years later and was like, yo. She was like, I told you, didn't I? It's interesting that people in your circle can pick up things about you that you are oblivious to. Now, my question is, are you consciously oblivious? Are you trying not to pay attention to the blind spot? Let me tell you, some relationship will expose that blind spot. This is why I say you're supposed to go into relationship looking for how you show up. It is a school. Yes, it's a fun school that has Netflix and chill. It's a fun school that has movie nights and date nights and a little slap and tickle. It has sex and it has all types of wonderful amenities, but it is still the university of you. And one of the hardest things to do is listen to the truth. That originates from outside of you, yet resonates with the truth on the inside of you. One 1580 Justin from Chicago, bring the windy city up in here, brother.
6: Hey, what's going on? How you doing,
2: man? I'm alive and well. What's cracking with what you, good
6: brother? Wonderful. I'm just chill. We're just sitting here listening. Um, you know, I took the I took the time to write out uh, a lot of the answers to those questions. It was it was a great it was a great thought exercise you know and uh, I just want to say like I appreciate that um, I uh, you know I come from a background of like some I uh, have a lot of trauma you know a lot of a lot of screwed up stuff has happened mm-hmm. and I find that I uh, I've actually built up um, blind spots and I've done it as a method of survival mm-hmm. and so what that's helped me with is build boundaries within my relationships that I have my, you know, my personal relationships. Now that's different on the, on the internet. Um, you know, I let my boundaries go a lot, but in my personal relationships, I keep them up. And, um, I, I find that that's, you know, it's been, it's been life saving for me. And a lot of that has to do with uh, introspection,
5: Mm -hmm.
6: you know, and, and, and learning how to communicate with, with, the people I choose to have in my life.
2: No, that's big, Justin. But let, uh, I don't let, let me. So blind spots typically ruin boundaries. They typically create uh, cloundries, right? That's our that's oh, our okay. that's our word for bow, for uh, poor boundaries. We call them cloundries because you wind up clowning yeah. yourself. What you yeah. want to create are soundries sound boundaries and how you do that is by acknowledging and embracing the blind spot you first acknowledge its existence you observe it without judgment you embrace it as a part of yourself do you do you understand what i'm saying you do yeah, not definitely you do not i i mean it's very interesting to hear you say you've built a blind spot because typically blind spots are impediments to clear sight so you can I, I, you can build exactly, I agree a soundry a sound boundary by eradicating black uh a blind spot. so it's very interesting to hear you went the reverse talk to me about your process
6: um well it, <laughs> she told me that to she uh, okay so i uh i i like i say, i come from a very traumatic background Um, I'm used to getting kind of, I was used to getting pushed around, not believing myself, you know, hating myself things like that. And I learned, um, actually mostly through using, um, a substance called DMT, um, that introspection, um, DMT gonna move your,
2: DMT gonna shine a light on every blind spot in your spirit. Trust
6: me. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I, I've just, I've found that the use of psychedelic medicines as well as, you know, other other means. Um, social media has actually been a big help to me um, also, you know. And like I say, I, I don't carry my boundaries on social media. I, I let everything out. that You know, I have to. Uh, there's, you know, there's personal reasons for it.
2: But then you put uh-huh. up the boundaries in the relationship. Now listen, are they, exactly. are they
6: boundaries? Or barriers. No, they're boundaries. Yeah, they're boundaries. I learned how to I learned how to um how to set boundaries through throughout the years. Um you know, I she said I'm say say it, I'm gonna say I got I got, you know, I got I've been raped a few times, you know. Ah here um, we go. So yeah. to have to so, you know, as a as a male, especially like I'm a white dude, you know, like I I've been I've been raped by men, women, you know, I've been raped by, you know, transgender people. Like, I've been raped a lot. Mm. And so to be able to build up boundaries for me Important. was a huge deal. And yeah. I, I could never do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm on the run from the law right now. And I'm going back in two weeks to, to turn myself in because, you know, I had the, the right thing to do. I had to learn all that shit, stuff on my own. Wow. You know, and now I have, like, I have children in my life. I, mean, I need to teach all that stuff. I have a son that I'm not allowed to see. Who so hopefully he'll see my internet stuff one day. He'll be like, oh, my dad was a bad guy. You know? Wow. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Get, no, to hey, this, this is a
2: non-judgmental space, Justin. I'm glad you called in. I'm glad you're sharing. So thank you. what is your process for healing? Because if you've gone through all this trauma, right? What is your process for healing? And, 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 and if you don't mind me asking, what did you do to be on the run from the law?
6: Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, firstly, I, uh, I write a lot. I paint. I, since I've been in Chicago, I've been painting with the kids a lot. Um, um, I, uh, I do a lot of writing, um, poetry and such. I don't have, big attention span so you know i raised some small things um to get into the lie i accidentally robbed my own bank um wow. i went in i was coming i was coming off of using uh methamphetamine and i was about three days off but i walked about two miles to get to the bank because i didn't have a car better that way and i went to withdraw money from my own account and i said set- i walked in and i'm like I was kind of aggro because, you know, I was having kind of a bad day, but I was like, um, I was like, is, is uh, is my stimulus check in my account? She said, your stimulus check is not in your account. I was like, okay, well, just give me whatever's on hand then. so what she did was she took that to me and I was robbing her and she, she, uh, she's like looking for money. I'm just like, come on. Yeah. And so she gave me a stack of $500. And I walked out the bank. And
2: so you didn't really, uh, you didn't really, didn't really rob I'm thinking bank. when you, when you say rob a bank, I'm thinking set it off. Like you went in there no. and no, you, you took $500 that the lady handed yeah. to you. Okay. Uh, oh. yeah, I
6: shouldn't have walked out of the bank with it. Like by that time I realized what was going to happen, but it was, it was a bad day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you got to turn yourself in. They're, they're probably not going to, yeah. you're
6: probably going to get a slap on the wrist,
2: especially if you give no, them I'm the not, money actually,
6: back. I'm, Actually I'm already on probation. Oh. I have probation for like the next five years or something. So Oh wow. But I'm gonna do the right thing. You know, I got like I gotta show I gotta show the kids the right thing to do, but I left on print. I I ran away on principle,
2: you know. Wow. Please do the right thing, Justin. Let me just say this, man. Most definitely. You have made this one of the most incredible calls of the voice of reason since our inception. I appreciate you, Justin. I hope everything works out well for you, brother. Wow, this was heavy. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call the Voice of Reason at 1 800 920 1580. When I come forward, more on blind spots. Is it good to, you? good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. The Voice of What's Reason. Funny? Let me just say this, man. Shout out to Justin. We're gonna dedicate this record to Justin, man. From Chicago, Illinois. The voice of reason returns. We're talking about how to identify you know, personal blind spots, emotional blind spots, psychological blind spots. And 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 there are some ways, right? And even Justin, uh, you know, spoke on one of them when he was talking about the creation of his personal boundaries. And that is self-reflection or mind, mindfulness, you know, taking time out. Uh, but another one, you know, to be able to see uh, your blind spots or discover your blind spots is, uh, you know, some positive feedback, some constructive feedback, some truthful feedback, and again, this the feedback comes from people who are able to observe things about you that you yourself are oblivious to. It is obvious to them, but oblivious to you. And having those types of discussions will, you know, put you on the path to discovering blind spots that you may not have known existed within your psyche. Uh, so it's it, I mean. It's a good thing to do if, if you're not afraid. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. And then I would say, and I, I'm a big fan of journaling because I write down a lot of ideas and concepts. Uh, what if you had a downside journal or a weakness journal? A journal where you journaled about the discovery of your weaknesses. Every time you discovered something about you that, you know, showed that, you know, you have a weakness in you, right? What if you journaled about it, right? And I'm saying it's, it, all your journals have to be non judgmental, in my opinion, because you don't want to, you know, infuse your psyche with negative self talk. But a journal that outlines your weaknesses, because every weakness you have, I promise you, is like mold in an apartment. The relationship is the apartment. <laughs> the weakness you have will grow and fester in the walls of that relationship if they are not reconciled. Internal self-awareness represents how clearly we see our own values, passions, aspirations, and how they fit in our environment, our reactions, including, including thoughts, feelings, behaviors, strengths, and weaknesses. And how they impact others. Right? A lot of people don't want to be self-aware. They don't want to be internally self-aware. It's a struggle for many people. Most people are focused on external self-awareness. How I look to other people. Right? How people view me. Right. I want to be perceived in a certain way. Right. They'd rather not be locked into the internal self-awareness process that is constantly revealing aspects of your character, aspects of how you get down with self. Nah, it's all a performance. Right. You have to be aware of these things, because when you get into into a relationship, and none of this stuff is dealt with. You're going to see that first argument. You're going to show up in ways that you didn't even know were possible for you to do. When I come forward, our number two, callers, questions, what are your relationship blind spots? Here we go. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. The voice of reason blind spots.
0: Blind spots are the places that we allow ourselves not to be changed. Areas that you won't allow your faith to touch. Where your faith is not penetrating and you don't see it. Vengeance and anger and hurt create blind spots. I'm not talking about good people and evil people right people and wrong people. I'm talking about places where there should be love, but there's hate. Like maybe your heart. I wonder what is in your blind spot. Who is suffering in your blind spot for the lack of something that you refuse to give. Some people are nicer to strangers Than they are to their own family. How can you say that you love God and hate me just because you're gifted, and just because you're anointed, and just because you're successful doesn't mean you're right? Get ready, get ready, ready, get ready, get ready. Doesn't mean you're right. You cannot substitute cash for righteousness. If God measures the saturation of our faith by the way we treat people, how deep is yours? How deep are you, really? What I am asking you to do is to reflect the mercy you have been given. The reason I have to be merciful is because I have received mercy. And every time I want to be judgmental, I keep remembering something that God did in my life. Mercy doesn't end with you. Mercy begins with you. I think God wants to make you a sanctuary. He wants to make your heart a sanctuary. This is not about them. This is about you. God wants you to be free.
2: Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. The legendary TD Jakes talking about blind spots. See, sometimes we have a blind spot when the broken amongst us Speak the truth. We want to judge the broken because we want to say, How dare you be broken and still be a vessel for the absolute highest truth? There are people out there who don't like T.D. Jakes. Oh, we don't like TDJ. But did he tell the truth right there about blind spots? Huh? Did he tell the truth? Sounds like the truth to me, and I don't care about the man's personal life. If he spoke the truth, accept the truth. Your blind spot is what makes you small, not your partner. Your partner just accepted the invitation from your blind spot. Your blind spot gave them a VIP invitation to minimize you, to marginalize you. And because you don't want to take any responsibility for that, because, listen, if you don't do the healing work, relationship will do the revealing work. I know you don't want to hear it this evening. You got blind spots because you let them live in your spirit, rent free. But guess what? They still cost you. <laughs> I know nobody wants to hear it like that tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight. We talking about the blind spots that ruin your relationship. I'm trying to tell you. You can heal your blind spots by cultivating your internal self-awareness. You need to become competent at you. Uh-oh, not competent at what you do, but competent at you. What does that mean, though? You need to get into your emotional awareness. What is Getting into my emotional awareness, recognizing your emotions and the effects that they have on yourself and others. You need to start being honest about an accurate self-assessment, seeing your strengths and your limits. Oh, oh, from an unbiased point of view. If you can't look at yourself from an unbiased perspective, how are you going to ever see your partner from an unbiased perspective? And guess what? When you're looking at your partner, your shadow, your unhealed wounds, your, your blind spots are looking too. And not only are they looking, they are shaping who you think your partner is. So assumptions abound. Your perception gets translated by you as your truth. Oh, now I know y'all don't want to hear this tonight. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I know you don't want to hear it this evening, but you gotta get competent in self. Emotional awareness. Huh? Internal self-awareness. You gotta put down all this. I need to look right in front of people. I need to present well in front of people. Because all you are is a presentation, but when I open up the package, you're a mess. A mess with demands. A mess with expectations. A mess running around claiming you deserve the best of the best. When you haven't treated yourself well enough to even be uh, in a relationship. I know y'all don't want to hear it. 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, I'm going all over the country to talk to folk.
3: Reasons. reasons. The reasons that we're here. The reasons that we fear. Our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to disappear. The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk. 50.
2: The Voice of Reason back in the building. We're talking about blind spots, man. Four common Emotional blind spots, believing that you can tell people what to do and they will change. Having a conversation with somebody will not change them. Might inspire them. Might spark them. But that spark may fizzle. And you might feel disappointed because you thought what you said was inspiring enough or inspiration enough for them to change. It's a blind spot to think that people will change after you spoke to them. (laughs) Not spending enough time trying to cultivate healthy relationships. Again, most people have superficial relationships. Uh, The depth of most relationships, the depth of the connectedness uh, tends to just be right above the surface. Right. Never deeping or, or dipping Uh, uh, deeply into the realm of realness. Many people have very, very superficial relationships. You can't have a deeply connected relationship unless you're deeply connected to yourself. But not just connected, but accepting of yourself, right? So before you uh, make an effort to make a relationship work, you have to make an effort To make the relationship with self work. In other words, you got to take time and energy and put in the effort to love you, to accept you, to be real to you, to acknowledge you, to embolden yourself, to embrace yourself, to see yourself without judgment. Right. To speak to yourself in, in, in uh, with positive self-talk, with encouragement. You have to learn how to empathize with yourself. Many of you are really trying to get everything out of your partner that you should have been putting into yourself. And, and you know, my clinicians will come in here and be like, oh, so that's hard and that's difficult. But that's your life. This is the part where the clinical piece falls off because it doesn't deal with the spirit. You chose to come here and you have spiritual amnesia. You don't remember why you chose to come here. But these difficult life lessons are knocks on the spirit to remind you of why you came here and the work you must do within self in order to experience The type of relationship you claim you deserve. Blind spot. Not communicating clearly when you're stressed out or upset. That's a blind spot. Avoiding difficult conversations is a blind spot. Man, sometimes life can hit you so hard, you will isolate and insulate yourself from the people who love you, thus causing a relational injury because you over here only worried about self, but relationship is about balance. Yes, you take time for yourself, but you come back and you acknowledge, yes, I got to pour back into you. Uh, I I I ain't gonna go there. Here we go, we got callers. You know, I got boy, I get on the roll, man, and I just we got callers. We are all over the country. Who's been on the longest? Get him in here right now, Reggie, Austin, Texas.
7: Man, um, this is a good topic, and um, I gotta admit, my my blind spot is continuing to work or feeling like I have to work. Mm. Um, you can ask me something. And I may not know what it is, but instead of immediately saying, I don't know, and just resting in the fact that I don't know, I'll work to find an answer, even though I'm not supposed to know. You see what I'm saying? And so I'll keep working and working, and eventually I'll get to the point where I'm like, man, I don't know, and I just, you know, (laughs) that'll just be it. But I want to get to that point initially. I want to rest in the fact that I don't know something and that's okay. And I want to I want to know how to get from the beginning to that that resting point. I just waste a lot of time doing that, you know what I'm saying?
2: So, a great book to read. Here's a great book to read because all you explained was the unknown. There is a discomfort with the unknown. <laughs> great hmm. book. Jiddu Krishnamurti. Freedom from the known read that book brother Mm -hmm. because the unknown is a sign of awakening the known represents comfort do you see knowledge is a reflex of memory somebody learned how to build a chair right and they remembered the blueprint for building a chair see knowledge is perfect for technology we remember what we did and we improve upon what we did when it comes to spiritual spirituality and relationships psychological knowledge i.e memory is 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 destructive Because most of us remember the wounds, the pain, the events. Your body even remembers the trauma it's been through. So psychological knowledge, right? Knowledge being a reflex of memory. You're always being carried back to a negative moment, a negative experience. The blind spot is now created as a coping mechanism so you don't get transported back there so often. So you block it out. And then you try mm. to move forward and say, I deserve this from you. But your blind spot is also demanding because it wants to protect itself. Do you understand what mm. I'm saying?
7: Yes. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I get to the point where I'm OK, but I just want to hurry up to that point. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I read that book, man. Thank you.
2: Hey, hey, Brother Reggie, you know we love it when you call in. Austin, Texas is in the building because of Reggie. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Tiffany, Atlanta, Georgia. Jump in here.
8: All right. So I had to recognize like one of the blind spots that I didn't realize was a blind spot until... Uh, having to look back on a lot of the nasty habits that I have when dealing in relationships is that I tend to want to just automatically uh, sweep things under the rug. But I was doing it in a way that was very sneaky in nature to where I would make a person feel like, oh, like I hear you. I totally understand. I'll let them go on a rant, whatever the case may be. And I will be like AOL dial-up service in the brain while they're talking and completely zone out. And so when they're all finished, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, oh, man, thank you so much for sharing. Woo-woo-woo. The whole time, like, I ain't absorbed none of that.
1: Mm-hmm. And that
8: was my form of sweeping things under the rug until it got to a point where it's like, okay. I remember having this conversation. I remember them expressing this or whatever, but it's like this whole ordeal of me taking that and just sweeping it away. Like I even gave an analogy most recently where you, you know, you may defecate in a box, right? Like somebody hands you like <laughs> poop in a box and you'll be like, ew. And instead of going to throw it away, I just tuck it somewhere and now I got like boxes of poop just stacked up and then i might walk in that room thinking like oh i've got something in this room that i need to grab you walk in the room and you just got boxes of poop stacked and you just like ew but you just close the door to it because you don't want to deal with it well now i'm having to sort through all of these boxes looking for meaningful um poop meaningful <laughs> just, myself, right <laughs> <laughs> Manif- like not even meaningful poop but looking through the boxes just be like okay is it pooping this one oh it is and having to toss it so i'm having to undo a lot of things
2: no i so. love it i love it i love it that's your process we love you for calling in tiffany Atlanta, Georgia, thanks you. We thank you. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Let's get these callers in here. Inzinga, Pensacola, Florida, talk to us.
9: Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, hey. Um, I think one of my blind spots is going to be probably communication. Yeah. Because I tend to internalize things because I don't say, I won't say anything. I'll just, you know, Whatever. And I think that's also led to, like, boundaries being crossed.
2: Right. Avoidant. avoidant, What is that? Avoidant communication style tends to lead to more conflict. Yeah. I got you. Go ahead. I'm listening.
9: And I think sometimes, too, like, if I don't like something because of where a person stands in my life, I will just, you know, I'll ignore it. But I think sometimes, too, when I think, well, I can return the favor or well, it's okay for me to do the same thing and it's not, then I feel like, okay, well, that should have been a boundary that I should have. It shouldn't matter who the person is. Mm. A boundary is a boundary. And I think I have a blind spot for people who I tend to really care about sometimes. I guess I won't have a boundary with them. And I think that's... A, ba- a blind spot of mine where like does not it, communicating where,
2: where do you think the, bl- the the boundary originates from i don't know well we go on a journey everything comes have we not have we not learned anything from all the all of these topics typically mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that affects us in an internal way comes from how we were raised comes from our origin our normal, our origin point. Go back there and ask yourself this is why you need an origin story journal. Where I came from, who taught me, what, what, and all of the things they taught me. What was the fat versus what was the meat? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, go back to that did, origin story. How did I get
9: this? How did I get this belief or this foundation? Like, where did it come from? Why do I feel, believe, I guess, how, this is how it should be? Why? So, yeah.
2: I love it. 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 And your your blind spot is is being a nurturer for people you care about, is what you're saying. Yes. And they tend to take advantage of you.
9: Um I don't, I don't want to say i hope not okay I hope so not. is
2: is it is it necessarily bad? do you feel bad when you're taking care of them
9: no not I wouldn't say that no so why would you call it I,
2: a, why would you call it a blind spot I'm just saying is the blind spot problematic
9: It can be because i guess and maybe it's more of an expectation. And it's not even, and not even an expectation if I do for you, you do for me. I don't, not, not even that. But, like, I guess sometimes if I'll take a call from somebody, maybe I may not feel like talking, but this is my people, so I'm gonna take the call. But if I reach out, you know, they may not, and then I'm feeling like, well, shit, I mean, ooh, I'm feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm feeling like, well, maybe I shouldn't have when I didn't feel like. And maybe that's, like, my lesson. If I don't feel like doing something, then maybe I shouldn't.
2: Right. Because I was going to say, do you do you categorize the people that you nurture as takers or emotional parasites?
9: <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> See?
2: Because now you're not being truthful. Yeah, I need you to. I'm
9: not, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being truthful. I'm not. Um, what is it? I'm not agreeing, and I'm not disagreeing. That's you. what pleading the fifth is. <laughs> I know, but that's right. not a lie. It's not, I'm not lying. I'm just not saying.
2: Omission is lying. Like, stop. <laughs> Come
9: on, and no. Uh, uh, as... <laughs> Ask me something else. <laughs> now, I don't want but, to say. But again, <laughs>
2: this—I want the listeners to to dial into this. This is actually a blind spot happening in real time in this discussion. She said, "Ask me something else." That is avoidance. I don't want to say, mm-hmm. and it's okay. You know I love Nzinga. We appreciate Inzinga. You just taught us something today. You actually gave us a living example of what it what it actually means to live with a blind spot. And I thank you for calling and sharing that with me.
9: You're welcome. Good night.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Pensacola, Florida is in the building. Where did Juliet from my city go? Pasadena, get back in here. When we come forward, more callers and more insight about the blind spot. Y'all not ready? Y'all not ready for my playlist? The voice of reason back in the building, that's Run DMC, you're blind. You can't see, you you need to wear some glasses like DMC. Come on, hip hop. Yeah, hip hop has something to say about this topic. What are your relationship blind spots? How to see what you're not seeing. How do you combat your blind spots? We talked about practicing self-awareness, right? Combating your emotional blind spots or you you, you combat them with emotional intelligence, right? So you have to start practicing self-awareness. You got to learn how to self-regulate your feelings. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. You have to remain in the center of the pendulum. Life is going to swing Uh, abruptly and without warning from left to right. You have to learn how to center yourself uh, in that swinging, right? In that incessant swinging, right? Uh, So you have to learn how to regulate how you feel, right? Self-regulation of your emotions is the capacity to notice when you are headed off the rails, and recognize what tools you need to bring yourself back to emotional balance. So you, you hear me talk about the pendulum. There's emotional balance right there. You have to find the center of the pendulum of life's incessant swaying. Right? Uh, you have to keep... Th- th- now, peep this. This is, this is the heavy piece. You keep having the same relationship with different people. Right? this this is tough if if all your relationships have been takers or emotional parasites who drain you and never give anything back or uh cheaters or you know people who are uh, uh emotionally abusive people who Constantly marginalize and minimize your presence and your worth in the relationship. You need to understand, and I know this is going to hurt, but the common denominator is you. How you treat yourself. How you show up for you. Go back home spiritually. Go back home. Start at your origin point. Right? <laughs> Yeesh. Blind spots. People consistently describe you in ways that don't fit your self-image. You got to start doing some work. What is it that they're seeing that I'm not seeing about myself? Instead of just outright rejecting it. They might have an insight into you. That you may be unaware of. Ask questions. Be curious about what they see. Investigate their talking points. Yeeh, Here we go. Callers, get to the phone lines. monger, Dallas, Texas. Get in here. Yes, sir. What are oh. your thoughts, brother? What are your thoughts?
10: Man, it's a tough topic, man. Because this is a topic that a lot of people don't, don't want to admit to themselves about. Right. That they even have blind spots. Um, I guess one I used to struggle with was um, being more empathetic towards myself.
5: Mm.
10: And tend to show more empathy towards other people. Right. Um, I used to struggle with that a lot because I just never really thought about myself in that way. I just just do what I do and keep
5: moving.
10: But mm-hmm. well, I'll take time to understand, at least try to understand where other people were coming from, where their situations were and all this stuff and let them know they got a shoulder to lean on if they need it and all, and all that. But I never gave myself that same kind of love.
5: Mm.
10: I just never thought about it.
5: Have so you, I never really. But re- have I you since? really reach
10: out. Have you since? Yeah. You've learned to yeah, do what?
2: this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
10: Yeah. Cause I used to not just reach out unless I was just really in a desperate situation to where I couldn't handle it.
5: Mm-hmm.
10: I had to learn to grow out of that. And it took a long time. Through just several relationships and all those things fell out and getting cheated on and have my empathy taken advantage of, then I'll become cold towards those people and then they wonder why. But then I would let them know and they act like they couldn't understand. Right. Because cause maybe they were just used to treating people the way they treated them. And I'm not that guy. I'm always going to present something different, another way to think. hmm And they may not be ready for that. And it could be vice versa. I could, might not be ready for what they were coming at me with. Mm. And I just didn't understand it at that time. Right. And you had to get away from the situation to really process it.
5: Mm. Mm.
10: So I think that, that's, that's
2: at least one I can really
10: think of off the top of my head.
5: Something I love I struggle it, with.
2: I love it, true. I love it, brother. Man, True Monger always calls and always tells the truth, man. Dallas, Texas owes you the keys to the city brother we appreciate what's you for up? calling in you brought your city in the building if you want to bring your city in the building all you got to do is call me at one 800 chris paso robles california get in here
3: hey what's up Joe? how you doing this, this evening brother
2: man i'm alive and well how
3: are you sir yes sir yes sir living it living it day by day what are your thoughts but on
2: tonight's he- topic
3: yeah, I, I did say that I was a, a firefighter and a professional bridge burner. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I mean that metaphorically. Yes. You know, met, metaphorically because, you know, you spend a lot of time putting out fires, like because you can see what you did when you're looking at the other person in, in your relationship, you know, and so you try to figure out a way to put that fire out. But at the same time, the blind spot is, um when you you realize how willing you are that you could burn this bridge down and never have it again you know and uh how easy that is sometimes you know mm. so
2: mm. heavy heavy yeah so your blind spot is putting out fires while you're no, burning no. My, bridges my blind <laughs> yeah
3: burning bridges yeah
2: And why do you burn the bridge? Like, I want to know your specific reason for, you know what? Let's do that. (laughs) When do you choose to do that?
3: Well, when there's nothing, when you feel like you have no other resort, it's like the the kamikaze effect or, you know, you feel like you have nothing left to do. You know, you don't want to fight and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to give in either. You're just like, okay, well. This is as far as I'm going to get with this, so, and so you just have to be willing to
2: burn it. And, is that a you know? T- can I just say, metaphorically speaking, is bridge burning is bridge burning the ultimate the ultimate tantrum? Um,
3: not necessarily. Not if you actually do it. You know, if you you can say that you'll do that, but it's then you're not really going to do it at that point. Um. I think it's more just like the you know it's the the last resort you know ultimately.
2: No, no, I think you're missing what I'm saying. It is it's is self sabotage. It's the same as Um, it's the same as if I can't have her, no one can. It's the oh I see. It's the same principle, bro. Okay. So I'm gonna burn the bridge now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You you feel like. Nothing else you have,
2: yeah, nothing
3: else to offer.
2: So it's, I didn't get what I want. So damn the bridge.
3: Huh. Oh, I see, I see.
2: That's that's narcissistic behavior, bro.
3: Oh, I'm sorry.
2: No, nothing to be, <laughs> I'm not condemning you. I didn't say I'm, you're a narcissist, right? I said, right. that's narcissistic behavior. Oh, that's the grown up child. I didn't get what I want. Listen, do you know anger is born out of frustration? And typically frustration Mm -hmm. is born out of not getting what you want. So I'm going to throw a tantrum. That's what babies do. Watch a baby. Mm. Baby want the bottle. You don't give them Mm -hmm. the bottle. What does a baby (laughs) do? start kicking and screaming they fall out again the adult version of that is let me burn the bridge
3: Uh, oh well i guess i didn't mean it that way then it was just trying to use an example and that's the best way i know how to put it is because in my whole life that's pretty much how i spent my life uh you know with people who okay well you they can't serve you or they you know
2: but no, no they mean no. you harm it's in reverse you you have to be of self service 1st uh-huh. and then you attract those who serve and 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 they serve in a free space in in a, in a, in a in a non uh, transactional way. They serve like, uh-huh. wow, you serving yourself at a high level. You're loving on yourself at a high level. You appreciate and approve yourself at a high level. Man, it is easy to flow into serving you without demand. Yeah. See, see we live in the world of bean counters. If I do something for you, you have to do something for me mm, of equal or mm. more value. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm.
3: Oh, yes, sir. On On the flip side, on the flip side, if I could just bring it back and I'll let you go. Um, no, on I'll the let side, you go, Chris. No I know, I'm good. sorry. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, on the flip side, um, that's that's what I've been able to learn, you know. And like the caller previously said, it does take a lot of time, but you do have to be willing to give yourself that time, you know, before throwing the the proverbial tantrum, you know?
2: Right. No, you, I agree with you, you brother. Know. I agree with you. Hey, so, Chris, yeah. Yeah. thank you, man. Thank you Paso so much, Robles is in the building because of Chris. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at one 800 920 when I come forward, Shreveport, Louisiana, and Memphis, Tennessee, and others. Is it good to you?
3: More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward.
2: Yeah! The Voice of Reason wrapping it up. We got callers from all over the country. Shreveport, Louisiana. Louisiana. Shreveport, Louisiana. We got Boston, Massachusetts in the building. We got Memphis, Tennessee. Listen, callers. Let's keep it short. Let's keep it short. I want to get everybody on, so please make your point and allow me to transition to the next caller. We're going to go with the person who's been on the longest. Greg, Memphis, Tennessee, you're on the line. Get at me.
7: Hey, peace and power, brothers. What's going on?
2: Oh, man, I'm alive and well. How are you? Good, sir? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well myself, bro. Uh,
3: Real quick, man, I was going to say, was uh, you know, I was having a conversation last night with my partner, and coincidentally, we were talking about, you know, seeking out things in relationships and uh, he was coming from a perspective of, you know, why do I need somebody and this, that, and the third. And it made me think about myself. Uh, I was like, you know what? I had relationships when I jump in with people and I see them uh, needing something, and I think, well, maybe I could fulfill the need for them. But that was a blind spot for me kind come to find out when I thought about it deeper. I was like, you know what? I've been running for my self-development. So, you know, these conversations you've been having and the topics you've been discussing, once I started diving in deep on that self-development thing, a lot of other things started shifting tremendously. Man. You know what I'm so Thanks, man. That, that, that was a blind man. spot
2: of mine. Thank you, brother. That means a lot. Man, Memphis, Tennessee is in the building because of you. Volunteer State Represent. Let's go with the longest person on the line on hold. S. Montgomery at little, Liliana. Liliana, get in here. Hey, though. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Let's get it. I'm good. How are you? I'm alive and well in here, cooking with the rarest grease. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Oh,
11: really? the, well, tonight's topic, I was thinking, just sitting and listening to everyone's input. And I I figured out that my blind spots are uh, lack of understanding human nature and self-sacrifice.
5: Mm. Mm.
11: Self-sacrifice
2: yeah. in what context? Go deeper. I want to make a little
11: Uh, more Well, I wanted, well, as I was thinking, it was like I would always feel like I have to try to make a situation better, even if it puts myself in a bind. Oh. It's like I was willing to sacrifice myself to make someone else's situation better because internally that made me feel
2: good. Mm, Relationship martyr on the Christ side of the game. I see you.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
11: And so where the blonde spot comes in is like where I tie in lack of understanding human nature is that not everybody is going to think and feel the way that I think and feel. Yes. And provide the same results that, you know, I would expect.
2: And and they're not gonna appreciate your sacrifice.
11: Exactly.
2: And they might they might come to depend on it while still not fully appreciating it. Wow. Right. That's heavy. <laughs> S. Montgomery, Shreveport, Louisiana, thank you for the call. You brought your city in the building. We appreciate it. Our last and final call of the night, Tracy from Boston, Mass. Get in here. Hey, Zoe.
9: How are you?
2: I'm alive and How well. How are tonight? you? We are good. What are your thoughts? We are, we're up against the clock, so you got to make it quick.
9: I know we are, so I got to make it quick. Um, my blind spots, um, I would say um, for me, holding back until I, I get me straight, um, mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and, not always giving everything that I have just because I know that there are things that I'm currently working on or have been working on.
5: Mm-hmm.
9: Um, and then also just kind of staying clear for, out of relationship, um, um, not being fully open, having somewhat of a partition. Um, and then when I am in relationship, I, I take on the emotional load. So mm-hmm. I, I almost turn into such, such the nurturer, um, that even though it's, uh, you know, Bang bang is what it needs to be. Is that overwhelming nurturing role which makes them a little bit more cuddly towards me. So, mm. um, those are just a, a few things.
2: Heavy <laughs> stuff. Heavy
9: stuff. I appreciate you,
2: sweetheart. Thank you for calling in to the voice of reason tonight. Tracy from Boston, Mass. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. We've been all over the country tonight. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Listen, I start the conversation. It's your job to finish it. Because tomorrow... You know I got another heater. You know I'm ready. I got another heater. But as for tonight, my brother Danny Morrison is about to come in here and keep this fire lit. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Voice of Reason, KBLA. Trust me, we still got a lot to talk about.